Thank you so much for listening to the Spooky Door Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we just want to say that you can now watch our episodes and not just listen to them. That's right. We're now uploading all our episodes with video content onto our YouTube channel with lots of various topics, such as top tens and more. Of course, we will always maintain our audio form, but now you can watch the episodes. If there is any subject or topic you'd like us to cover, please let us know. Check out thespookydoor.com or search for the Spooky Door Podcast on YouTube. As always, thank you so much for being a listener and we appreciate all the support. Venture into the shadows with hosts Jordan and Ashley as they peel back the veil to reveal in-depth images into a different realm. One of strange events, places, occurrences, phenomena, and sometimes even horror. Join them as they journey through the spooky door. (laughs) On this episode, we interview Regina Armstrong and Victoria Van Kek two sisters who live in the lower mainland of the Canadian province of British Columbia. Together with Regina Husband's Bill, they created Haunted History BC. They research and investigate all things spooky and paranormal. They take us on a tour of some of the most haunted and darkest places in Canadian lore. Also, we dive into Canadian cryptids, haunted hotels, witches, trains, and just about everything else you can think of. As they say in their own words, grab your flashlights and dare to wander down the dimly lit corridors of haunted history. And welcome to the Spooky Door. With us today is Gina and Victoria from Haunted History BC. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Nice to be guys. here. Thanks for having us. So just a quick summary. What is Haunted History BC and what made you guys start it? Oh, go for it. Well, this is Victoria. Um, basically, Haunted History BC started out with um, probably about, what, four years ago? Yeah, like 2017, 2018, yeah. just not really formal. We didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. We no. weren't on Instagram or Twitter or any of that. We were just doing kind of a personal history project. So. Right. So we used to visit a lot of local sites uh, here in BC. And uh, we had an actually always interest in historical locations regardless. And we were always visiting the places. We were taking photographs. And it was probably around the time of the pandemic, really where we wanted to do something with our photos, but also Gina, who's the writer, um, she wanted to also incorporate some sort of essays and stories with these locations. And as we started researching a little bit more about these places, we decided that we're going to do like a haunted history BC. Um, And we designed like a website out of it. And we wanted to actually give people some documentation about this place here in BC. Yeah, so we started writing about locations. Uh, We put out Mm a um, haunted calendar that was in 2020. So from there, sort of, we had people contacting us and saying, hey, do you guys have a website? Do you guys have a, a social media? So we, in 2020, we just literally launched everything. The website launched, the social media launched, and then all of a sudden we were uh, being asked to be on podcasts and radio shows. So <laughs> then awesome. it kept going. So we were like, okay, I guess <laughs> we're kind of, you know, in this thing for real. So yeah, then we do go continue on, you know, visiting locations in our backyard, heritage sites, um, places that are haunted are great. We hear a lot of folklore and legends. And I guess that's where the social media was really good is people have actually contacted us and said, Hey, by the way, check out this thing because people see a hat man or yeah. check out this location. Oh, there's man. haunting yeah, here. And yeah. So we just sort of, it's, it's been good to be on social media to kind of just get leads on things too, that we can record that have not been recorded before. So and it's kind of nice. We actually wanted to be like, we were just doing the history side of stuff. Yeah, and a lot of these things. And then as we started talking to locals, they started sharing stories about the paranormal and urban legends. And we were like, oh, we didn't know this. So we started researching. So we became um, paranormal researchers as well. So mm-hmm. we got into that as well. Yeah, those things just kept kind of cropping up. So we kind of thought, okay, we love ghost stories anyway. We always loved them when we were kids yeah. and we always loved haunted places, <laughs> freaking ourselves out. So we kind of thought, okay, well, we're going to just incorporate that into our historic writing because it just makes it more intriguing, mm-hmm. more engaging. I think people just remember things more when it's kind of something spooky. So, <laughs> right. I was going to ask, yeah, like what made you like inspired you to, to cover more like haunted and paranormal? Is that something you guys have always I been into? Love yeah, we love it. And I think we also, as nervous as people seem sometimes when they ask us what we do, but everybody's <laughs> intrigued. And even the people who don't really believe in that, we're always like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't really. I'm not really somebody who's into ghosts or I don't ghost hunt or I'm not into haunted places, but 
boy, do I have a story for you. So, that, you know, then people start telling you ghost stories and you're like, okay, well, I guess, you know, there is still a ghost story, even though everybody who doesn't think they've had an experience, but a lot of people have. So yeah. we yes. start recording. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I've, And then I've people think, oh, there's some places that don't have haunted locations. Well, not necessarily true because people just don't record all the haunted activity. So we thought we're just going to go ahead and start recording some of the stories people tell us because it's a you know interesting part of history too just how urban legends come about of course um native folklore a lot of times comes into play so we kind of you know include all of those things too so very interesting stuff yeah i think it's interesting the comment that you made too about like people not reporting stuff necessarily and i think that ties back into people who like necessarily don't believe in that I feel like they're the ones that tend to not report it because they think like somebody's gonna think I'm crazy or like yeah and let's face it a logical explanation yeah and and a lot of people don't enjoy like the writing recording part you know they're out there like for many years we were just out there doing our own thing too we weren't writing it down we weren't necessarily documenting anything we didn't have equipment so then as it sort of evolved then we thought okay we we do want to maybe record a few things and have a little few handheld bits of equipment just just to see kind of you know if we do get activity by chance which is kind of nice if you do so not for sure yeah, it was like kind of with us too. Like we just kind of started doing this because both of us had experiences and we had plenty of friends who had experiences. We're like, well, why don't we just start talking yeah. about it? And I have people on and sharing their own stories and personal stories because a lot of these times these are more stories that don't get out, you know, because it's unless it's some famous haunting or right. some famous location. Oh, yeah. it's, there's so many stories out there that are just, you know, just translated between friends and they're like, or when like families have their own ghost stories and stuff like that. So. Really Plus, cool. when you get something happen, you want to have that happen again. So now, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you're hooked. Then you're like, oh my god, we got an EVP. So then, every, of course, you are looking for that next thing, which is kind of sometimes rare. But you still kind of look for that moment of spookiness, I guess, to yeah. kind of right. You know, be... Part of you is like that was terrifying, but then like the other parts of you is like, I want it happened. I want that. To oh happen. yeah, because it's fascinating. Then you're like, okay, there is no explanation, so yeah. there must be something that's out right, there. I need to so figure I think it everybody's out. searching. The, the only time I don't like that is when it happens in my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I live with I live with some weird stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I, I've, happened, so. I've had some weird or some things that happen. Yeah, and I'm like I'm cool with experiencing continuous. stuff outside, but when it comes inside, I'm my house. I'm not happy about that. Yeah. We just joke. We're like, oh, it's just the ghost. It's just you know, a lot of times they're in the kitchen so it's that's kind of a weird thing well even it's like us too when we go to places where we follow some rituals as well so we make sure we don't get any attachments just in case that's one which is a good idea yeah that's the greatest fear of mine is all the time especially when we go to cemeteries so we always like oh yeah Yeah. i think it was um I think it was the movie The Conjuring said the best. They said uh, it's like sticking, a, it's like stepping on gum. It's like you'll take it home, like you'll oh, take it everywhere yeah. you go. Like once you step on it, it's like it can't, you can't get it, like get it off you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always thought that was a great like example of that because if you go somewhere, you might that's how you can pick something up and then you take oh it yeah, it. you, can, you like, can grab a stray by accident. <laughs> right, right. And once you get it, it's harder. It's easier to get it than it is, is to get rid to of it. Rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. what we've heard. We've heard so far, so far, so good. So our pockets are always full with crystals. Yeah, we've had crystals. <laughs> <laughs> we bring offerings like tobacco, like to graveyards, and kind of you're supposed to sprinkle and, coin, and some yeah, coin some too. coins to kind of you know yep. give little trinkets, and then you're supposed to like exactly. leave the same way that you came in mm-hmm. so we kind of you know i know it just as some people think it's superstition but we kind of stick to certain mm-hmm. certain routines that we we don't want to take chances <laughs> no, i feel totally like <laughs> i feel like when it comes to stuff like that and superstition there's always some kind of truth behind it like it yes. originated from somewhere so it comes from somewhere that's for sure play it safe play it safe <laughs> okay so you guys um have researched tons of places in canada what is one of your favorite places? One of one of your favorite stories you guys have covered? One of our favorites. Um, do we want to do? I love the BC Penitentiary. Okay, BC Penitentiary. So we're going to start off um, in British Columbia, where yeah. we live, and um, haunted prisons. You can't go wrong. So we you have. Um, we live no, like a, uh, we live an we hour away from the Mansfield Reformatory. Oh yeah. And so the film yeah, Shawshank. A, oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a great in, one. That one has a lot of activity. Yeah, we live so in our way. This one too is interesting. Um, it's no longer a functioning prison or doesn't even look like that anymore because people have renovated it to be other things. Like the top floor is like renovated. It looks like a beautiful mansion. Like it's got chandeliers and woodwork. And there's actually a guy who lived up there by himself. Like he rented it for 
thousands of dollars a month and just kind of eccentric artist or something. But then um, the bottom floor used to be like bars and there used to be like even a daycare, which is kind of creepy. Um, yeah, that's um, really that's creepy. Really, that's um, really strange. I'm a preschool teacher and I find oh, that yeah. unsettling. Like, and you know, kids see stuff. So you never yeah, know. We never yeah. talked to like the daycare that used to be in there. But yeah, there was a coffee shop. So it's been kind of repurposed. But the place where we had um, the creepiest, of course, they left the solitary cells. So yeah. When you go down to the very bottom floor, they are original and it's dark in there. So when you turn off the lights, it is spooky. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like we even were, we went into one room in particular mm -hmm. and we ran a few like uh, recordings as well over there. And you do hear things. We pick up on some EVPs, but we also get also like we took our meter that time too. Oh yeah, the EMF EMFs as well, and we had over there some activity. But um, Gina captured an interesting image uh, behind me and Bill. We were in the hallway of the basement down there, and it, yeah. the lights were all turned off. But there was a little bit of light in the background. Yeah, us. there was a light like further down because there was a whole separate section. So the yeah. lights were on there. But I was just trying to get kind of an artsy photo. So I was like a silhouette. Yeah. Photo, so I right? kind of was like, you guys stand in there, and I see the light behind you, and I'm just going to turn off the lights in the main part of the tunnel where we were with all the solitary cells. And I took some pictures and didn't think much of it. We got a really cool shot that looked really interesting to like use for social media. But then as I looked at pictures. Um, afterwards I saw that there was an apparition of a guy and it's unmistakable we'll have yeah. to post it because there's um it looks like somebody standing behind my sister but it's kind of a hazy gray sort of apparition but it is a full apparition like you see his his legs are even walking and stuff so he looks like he's positioned like he's walking so we don't know if it's a guard if it's a prisoner yeah. or but it's very apparent and then one thing we didn't look at because it was we were just trying to take an artsy picture was that the EMF was actually all lit up. So when we mm -hmm. looked at it, we were like, oh my gosh, we were getting activity mm. without knowing we were getting activity. That's and it creeped good. us out because we were the only ones down there. So there was nobody with us. There was nobody else in the hallway. But we never had a really weird feeling even being there. No, but then it when was you started reviewing the photo, that was the creepy part. That was weird. Cause I start, yeah. uh, when I take a ton of pictures, I usually like try to delete a bunch. So yeah. I was kind of, I always zoom in to see like if anything's there before I delete anything. and there was a picture of a person. Yeah. Wow. So that was kind of creepy. And it's other people who have investigated though. have heard things too, mm -hmm. have picked up voices. Um, there was a picture that's out there on, on the internet that is like the lower half of a person. It's like the boots and shoes. And it almost looks like somebody, you know, that's all you see is like, you can see through it, but you can very clearly see that. So yeah, yeah it was another team that took that, but yeah, so there it's definitely, um, it's definitely haunted and it feels spooky when you turn the lights <laughs> out. Just, and it literally looks like a castle. It does. Like, from the 1800s, Interesting. Just yeah. because of the building, the architecture. So yeah, definitely a place you definitely want to visit. A beautiful site. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of our favorites that we personally yeah, uh, investigated, but we have lots that we like. But. I feel like that's like one of the worst things though, when like you're somewhere creepy and you can't see. So if something does happen, you're like, I'm not going to know what it is. Could be anything because right. I can't right. see it. Oh, I, know. <laughs> oh, I know. Certain areas of the hallway too, it was totally pitch dark like it was like completely we were walking around and there's like you couldn't see anything so we needed flashlights as well <laughs> well and you get the feel still like when you go into the rooms and turn the lights off you get the feel of what it would have been like mm -hmm. if somebody was in there like yeah. they, put, they actually had people in solitary confinement and they said like a lot of times the lights would be off for like 22 hours or 23 hours a day wow. they'd only turn the lights on one hour and okay. you know it must have been really horrible and I know that some Stifling. horrible people are Right. in jails and they commit crimes and all that but the just the treatment of that so you just definitely know that there's some energy there whether and people were sometimes in there for fairly minor crimes I mean yeah. it wasn't like a big deal like you know you were in there like with murderers with mentally ill people a lot of times they shouldn't have been in jail they maybe should have been somewhere else but yeah definitely a spooky spot but the prison was a maximum security prison just for the west pretty well the western side of canada mm -hmm. so everyone from all the provinces were going and being shoved in there yeah they said like manitoba so, and west was that was the yeah. first mm. um maximum security prison do you know how long yeah. it was open for what, what years was yeah it, it was over 100 years mm -hmm. so yeah it oh. was open for over wow, 100 years so, so it has some history for sure yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of riots, like in the 70s, it was still functional in the 70s. They had riots, people died there. There was, yeah, yeah some shootings and a lot of things. Going yeah, on. just the, the prisoners were rioting just because of the treatment of they were, they were I was receiving. Say, it seems yeah. like it was potentially even like 
overcrowded and yeah it's the same saying. classic story overcrowded yeah. bad treatment just totally not enough yeah like, probably yeah. run down yeah, <laughs> yeah. like they said no yeah. running water there was no heat there was at times yeah and like regardless of what people did in their lives like, i mean it was just i think it just got out of hand and it just got too over overpopulated right but yeah in the meantime we do have some several ghost stories from across the province that we want to take people well, on a tour of. it's about our 10 provinces really exactly right? so, a couple yeah. territories so exactly. we have we have some spooky stories in each and every one Yay. <laughs> the whole country's haunted <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> the provincial ghosts right? yes they are they're 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 out there so yeah you can't escape it no matter where you are they're there yeah, yeah. i like so that, one though. of our so one of our first stories comes all the way from like Newfoundland and Labrador. So that's the east, east side of Canada. Like it's, it's just jutting out there in the Atlantic. But um, one place that we found that was haunted, and we also have ones locally, but it's a mine. So it's called the Bell Island Ooh. Mines. Mm. And haunted mines are always creepy because you're yeah, going underground. Say, I love a good know. mine story. Yeah. And, you know, this one was opening around, yeah, 1865-ish. It closed in 1966. So it was around for a good wow. long time. Again, over 100 years. Probably a lot and, of people uh, died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they always have they always have history because in this particular case, just the classic things, like there was a lot of mining accidents. There was an explosion because there was a lot like a methane gas explosion. And at the time, a lot of men and boys. So it was even young kids working in the mines at the time. And then over the years, um, when things happened, then, you know, people, did ha there was a lot of fatalities because all they wore too, like for their headgear, like these days we have hard hats, but they wore something similar to like a leather baseball cap. It wasn't like a, so when there was a collapse, like it pretty much would, you know, be yeah. tragic. Yeah. So you know, the, the bell mines, people report things like muffled, disembodied wh whispering. They feel like icy wind rushing by. They hear footsteps. Um, they sit there with like a dreadful feeling of being watched too. So a lot of mines have that feeling where people are like, I feel like there's somebody in here with me. Now, is there like a ghostly white lady as well? There lady? is. Yeah. So that one has mm. one of the eeriest things. Um, she didn't work in the mines, but at the time when there was no water, running water to the mines, the guys would go out, and this was in the 1940s, they were going out to a well, a local well, they were bringing buckets of water in it. At one point, they found that there was a body at the bottom of the well, and it was a oh, woman no. who was like dressed in like white clothing oh, or whatever, great dress. And um, they recovered the body and they figured out that she was murdered. So at that point, then some really weird paranormal activity happened. And it went on from like the 1940s to like the mid 1960s or so until her killer was found so she was murdered and once they removed the body that's when the activity started so that's a creepy one haunted yeah. mind yeah stuff. that is really creepy especially like with the body so and she's kind of vengeful they say she's kind of a vengeful ghost so not a happy ghost of course probably not too thrilled right. about uh, i feel like i would be pretty vengeful too if somebody i'd be kind of pissed yeah so yeah that's a the haunted minds are always fantastic well they also disturbed her grave too because that's yeah. where she died and her body was down here for all those years that's what they said like as soon as they removed it that's yeah. when the paranormal activity started right. so that was usually like that right mm -hmm. Well, that was the one maritime province, right? But then there's another one, the Prince Edward Island. As oh, well. tiny, tiny place. So Lots they, of ghosts. Yeah, riddled with water. <laughs> oh, ghosts, I was, though. I was just before you we got on here with you guys. That's one of the ones I was looking on on the list. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the creepy one too. I, I quite like this one actually, but it's about a ghost ship. So that's another exciting thing too. People see them. Yeah, and uh, the ghost ship is actually described as a beautiful schooner, but it usually was described as having three masts or four masts. Mm -hmm. But um, the reports usually vary. But um, basically, all what the things usually what people see is that the masts are out there. There's the boat is sailing, and all what you basically see is that eventually the boat is being engulfed in flames and um that'd be wow. spooky yeah so and you never <laughs> know where it appears or disappears so it's there's never a predetermined place where the ship will appear just a general area exactly. right it's kind of people are out there watching oh look if there's a ship yeah. and all of a sudden it's on fire just right on i was gonna say imagine seeing that and like not realizing it's a ghost ship and like you think it's an actual ship oh people right. call so sometimes people call like, like distress <laughs> signals and say there's a ship out there that's you know yeah. and then slowly it vanishes that's it there you go mm -hmm. and actually the sightings have occurred throughout the seasons but it seems to be kind of a little bit more prevalent to usually between um september and november mm -hmm. and some people said that when you do see the ship 
that it just served like a forewarning. It's sort of letting you know that um, maybe there's like a storm brewing or something like that. So it's usually, I guess, a folklore as well. It yeah, like, an, like an omen of like bad weather. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, Prince Edward be... Island has a lot of little creepy things like going on over there. Oh yeah. Yeah, because there's another one. It's a there's a playhouse over there as well. Oh, the theater. The yeah. King's Playhouse. And that's out in Georgetown. And um, it's said to be haunted by a naval captain. So another ocean watery <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> and I know there's always something going on there, isn't it? Because I remember even one of our neighbors mentioned something similar to oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. One so. well, on um Lake Erie up by Cleveland. Oh yeah. Where we are. Yeah. Like, um, oh my god, there's so many ghost ship sightings up there. There's so many wow. stories. See, that's too. fascinating to me. Yeah. Dying. Mm-hmm. Because the weather um, and the weight, like there's stories, so many stories of like uh, people like dying in like mm-hmm. that See? area yeah. where like the rocks are, you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about, and like people, whatever reason, I guess think it's okay to go out there when there's waves, but and there's a storm, yeah. but yeah, there's just, well, then there's also a Putin Bay, Putin Bay, yeah, is out there, and it's a whole island. There's like a lighthouse there, and it has a haunted lighthouse because of course what it has. Is it a- with <laughs> I was gonna say, what is it with lighthouse? So it's a- Right. Little, it's a little and tiny, you know what like, they say about water and ley lines and all that it yeah. attracts yeah. ghosts so yeah. you know any place there's water there's bound to be a haunting <laughs> so yeah there's this little That's island uh, put in bay and it's like notoriously known to be ha- uh, haunted with all kinds of sightings uh, the lighthouse is supposed to be haunted like and it's a huge tourist attraction but oh, you know, oh always, yeah all these like ghostly sightings there See, people like the spooky stuff. They, you know, we they might say they're oh, yeah. scared, but you know, yeah, but sure. people come to check out the ghosts. <laughs> well, it's even like with the King's Playhouse too. They said that um, it was after a devastating fire that happened, like it was just in 1983. Oh yeah, the so theater was rebuilt, but then the hauntings continued. So this mm-hmm. naval uh, captain was always just being sighted, and spirits are said to be seen near even the stage. And even in the upstairs hallway as well, mm-hmm. and they hear whistling from afar. See, spooky Weird. whistling. That is, I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kids' things. voices and spooky whistling. That yeah. would be that would be too, very, yeah. so creepy. I agree. Or like spooky singing. I feel like. Also. Oh, yeah. singing is just yeah. oh, yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never personally heard that, but I feel well. I guess I have. Oh, no. I heard the I, um, I heard the kids' voice, and that was absolutely terrifying. That's creepy. <laughs> Yeah, was, you never know what it means, yeah. but yeah. yeah. And then one of the creepiest stories of Prince Edward is in the capital in Charlottetown. So oh, yeah. they have one of the best ghost stories. So yeah, so early one morning, like the town over there, heard, like it was 1953. So they heard church bells ringing. So which was kind of odd because it was early, early in the morning. No one was supposedly at the church. Yeah. So um, one of the local sea captains went down to kind of see what was going on because he thought, well, is it signaling something or you know, then the church keepers there and they all of a sudden are looking out and they see like three women dressed in white, like walking inside the door of the church. And they go supposedly up to the bell tower to ring this, these bells. And um, so the sea captain church keeper go up to, up to the bell tower, think, okay, well, who are these women? When they get up there, there's nobody there, but everybody remembers hearing the bell rang eight times. Mm. So we thought they thought, Oh, how strange, you know, why did the bell ring? Right. Who are these people? How did they disappear? So later that day, they were expecting a ship called the Fairy Queen to come in. Like it had some passengers that were supposed to be coming home, mm-hmm. but never arrived. So there we go. We're talking about rocks and Rocky. Mm-hmm. Who knows yeah. what happened to the ship? But then a few days later, the residents all learned that the ship sank and they killed eight people. I was going to say, so, I knew the eight meant something. When you yeah, so it was five so. men and three women so was it the three women that were the ghosts that were kind of telling everybody or that to me me chills like i'm getting i'm getting that one is creepy and the crazy thing is like canada has a set of like haunted canada postage stamps and that was (laughs) featured on one of the postage stamps they have a whole yeah. series of haunted Canada postage stamps. I and they're proud of it. I, I, I love, love that. that so yeah. We so, love our ghosts. There you I, go. I know. There so brace yeah. it. I know. Well, there is, yeah. And then Nova Scotia has also a few yeah, freaky stories as well. So Bedford too. Basin, that's like the region in Halifax. Mm-hmm. And they've also um, reported haunted um, things going on there too. Like basically spirits of native Canadians, French, British, and Canadian soldiers, and even family members. 
And um, there are basically reports of people feeling like they're being touched, pushed, or pulled by invisible, invisible presences. So. Now, see, I've never had that yet so far. That'd no, be, that'd be creepy. No, not yet. You guys ever been grabbed by ghosts? <laughs> uh, I had one run through me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <been> like, <laughs> that's really? the closest. Yeah. yeah, that's the closest I have ever had. I had Oh thought. man! So what does that feel like? Yeah. Uh, it's fun. weird. Um. It's like something invading your mind. It's the most bizarre feeling I've ever oh, wow. experienced. It's not fun. I was going to say, probably um, wouldn't do it again. I felt something like crawl up on my bed with my partner. Um, oh, I felt wow. that before. Um, I've woken up because uh, my partner woke up and she was had something on top of her. <laughs> oh, so, wow. um, yeah, I've so I've never been grabbed by all but i have felt presence before i've and felt I've, ghost cats like cats yes. running against you, you and your husband yeah. we've yeah, felt right, ghost yeah. cats that's yeah. the only thing we felt animals but we've never felt like a, a cold person. hand or a person or like people say they're scratched or thank god we haven't heard anything like that well, anything like that wait until we take them to banford that hotel oh yeah all, we'll all of that one. we'll see all that down. stuff You're sucks it's like sharing ghost stories like yeah it's really cool but the time it it really does like it's not oh, fun some of the stuff is like not fun to go through i feel like i would be okay with ghost cats though i would be totally ghost cats ghost. yeah i've heard them <laughs> yeah, meow too so that's been very bizarre give me all you the hear a cats. meow in the room and it's it's not your own cat because yeah. yeah cats have like different meows is the thing they do yeah, completely they, do. they have voices they have a certain Total. tone and yeah. a type of meow some are high pitched some are kind of oh you know yeah. whatever but you kind of know your own cat and when it's not your cat you're like you know oh. yeah you know yeah you're like that's not my cat like, sound like that. <laughs> well now we got to tell them a story about the witch Oh yes, oh, yes, from the cemetery. Yes, okay, let's go. The yeah, Nova Scotia is would love to hear this. For witch as well. So the oh, Blackbrook Cemetery. Yeah. What is it? What cemetery? Blackbrook, the Blackbrook Cemetery. Okay. And that's out in Cape Breton. That's in Nova Scotia as well. So that's in the Maritimes. Blackbrook so. should be like the name should be a giveaway. I think so. I think <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> the cemetery would be considered haunted. But the difference between other graveyards and this one is that the Blackbrook Cemetery is supposedly haunted by an evil spirit of a witch. And the cemetery was actually consecrated in about 1842 by a Presbyterian church. And one of the locals that lived around there, she was always suspected of witchcraft. So they've decided when she passed away, they decided that they would not bury her in the cemetery. And what they decided to do instead is they buried her in the woods on the outskirts of the cemetery. And everybody says that because she's very vengeful because of that. So you can also get all sorts of activities in the cemetery. Mm. When you I feel like, like that mm. would do it though. Like, people yeah. get like EDP. Yeah, I mean. Stuff, of course. Yeah. And I have actually gone online and researched this area. And there are a lot of paranormal groups that visited that location. And they went any time of day. And they've always captured something on their on their wow. phone. whether it was EVP, whether it was even like the rampod when they used. Mm -hmm. There was always something, but a lot of it was um, the voices and the words that came out on the recording. Um, well, they were bad. Like oh. they were like people mm. were being called names. They were being told to get out of there. So not a happy spirit for sure. Definitely. Yeah. See, I'd have evil. to go during the day for that one. I don't know. Sometimes those <laughs> cemeteries okay, but evil witches i don't know exactly. i don't want to yeah. like i feel like that like that's so much built up negativity because you know that's your the last your life is over and that's the end for you and that's how it ends with exactly. all that exactly like yeah. people say like you were doing something and even if you were doing it like yeah. is it necessarily bad that you were doing it like do they no. know was she no. practicing like <laughs> negative things or was it because oh, exactly. today witchcraft is not viewed no. at all like that you know it's right. not like creepy yeah. spooky we're casting spells on everyone and you know right. well, back in those drop dead or you know yeah i mean back in those days it was like oh i made this salve from a plant that helps to burn oh you're a witch right exactly <laughs> that's kind of what i mean like it's like you do any kind of like even herbal remedy yeah. they're like you're a witch yeah it's like oh your exactly. garden is your garden is doing theory. better than mine you must have worshipped the you, satan yeah, to make your yeah. garden grow I better i'm so <laughs> glad i wasn't <laughs> right. i love that <laughs> Yeah, cemeteries, creepy places, yeah, other exactly. creepy places. We when we go to New Brunswick, we have a courthouse. Ooh. So the Charlotte County <laughs> Courthouse. So this one was built around 1840s. So that's quite a while. And it was the old oldest courthouse in Canada that was still used. So it was used up until about 2015. 
that was probably a really interesting place to work. And so they say it was haunted by convicts and who were executed there because a lot of times the courthouses were the place where they hung people too. So um, they materialized like as cold spots, the feelings of being watched, just your classic type hauntings. And then there's one angry male ghost. Um, he's seen around, uh, seen around there carrying some rope. So we don't know if it's the rope that he was like hung with or, hmm. or if he's going to hang somebody else. That's super creepy. So, oh, so exactly. Or he's yes. out for <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then also in New Brunswick, there's a haunted lumberjack camp. So, um, it's called the Dungarvan Whooper. So the Whooper, that's people a, who hear him. It's an interesting yeah. name so for a ghost. This revolves around, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, uh, and so you think whooping like a Sasquatch whoop, but you know. This, this, no. this, this, that was my first thought too, was a Sasquatch Yeah, whoop. but no, this is a ghost that whoops. So I guess it revolves around the story of a young cook who was at the lumberjack camp and he was murdered by the boss. But one day when nobody was around. So the other guys were out working, the lumberjack, um, lumberjacks were out and he was there supposed to be cooking I guess their meals and so the boss um killed him we're not really sure why um buried him on the outskirts of camp to kind of hide it everybody thought he just sort of disappeared and and just left the camp like prematurely left his job and they were just kind of thinking he didn't like the job and, and took off so then it's reported then shortly after that the guys at night started hearing a screaming sort of whooping sound in the middle of the night that would keep them awake. And it was, I guess, so terrifying that a lot of them actually eventually left the camp because they kept, wow. so this guy's like still wanting, you know, what was wanting to be found, obviously. So. Wow. Maybe wanting to be found slash at that time, maybe even warning everybody else. Like, exactly. That to hey, get out, boss is gonna you kill got you. this crazy guy that you're working for. So get out. So mm -hmm. they did leave. So, yeah. So what's the craziest cryptid you guys have, discovered or in all your the research craziest cryptid. yeah or most interesting or weirdest or whatever or favorite if you favorite, have a favorite yeah. i have a favorite oh, okay well what, so you're, what is your man oh, oh, you don't know my favorite cryptid isn't it um flatwoods no oh wait it's the loveland no frog monster no oh, it's no. mothman oh mothman yeah, it's mothman my homie mothman <laughs> Well, the lizard man, because a lot of people do claim and say that they have a lizard man as well. But yeah, Canada, we've got one too. We've got our you. very own. Yeah, we do. We're very proud of it. He's on Vancouver Island. <laughs> yes. Close by. We can go look for him. Exactly. Thetis, Thetis Lake. And um, the way the story goes is that um, in about like in the 1970s, there was a report, a local newspaper reported this, that um, there were these two local teenagers and they were hiking along the Thetis Lake area. And they reported seeing something that looked like a humanoid creature. And it basically surfaced out of the water and then moved toward the shoreline. And once it was on land, it apparently chased the boys. And um, the kids were just running away from this thing. But at one point, it got so close it slashed the hand of one of the boys. Oh, wow. And um, they actually brought this to the police's attention, basically. And the police did actually. Yeah, um, they investigated. They took it seriously. And they said what he was like about five feet tall. He was kind of yeah. stocky. He looked like a basically a human lizard with like, yeah, like scales, scales and stuff spikes. like that. Yeah. So that would be really creepy. Yeah. So then about a week later, there were a couple guys out there and they were fishing and they saw something very similar. And so essentially the whole story went a little sideways because one of the boys did come out and say that it was a hoax, but the other witnesses did not say that. So there is a bit of discrepancy there. And to this day, people still say that the, that the, this lizard man does exist. Hmm. But um, the interesting thing about it too, is that even the cops kind of did the investigation. They went through all of it. Yeah. And then there's and a guy who did report. There was a guy who called the police and said that he lost his pet lizard. And now in Canada, we have mild temperatures, but for it to survive, this lizard that he had was a South American species. So it apparently can grow as maybe about four, four to five, five feet. feet. Mm -hmm. But even zoologists from the university looked this up and they thought, well, it's not going to be able to survive. Yeah, because so, it's a cold-blooded one, right? And exactly. it was South American species. So they said, well, the likelihood of it being that exactly. was probably not, not great, but even later it was seen right it was. sometimes sometimes yeah. nature has a way of adapting and surprising us so. you never know and it could have like know. been like 
I guess made it with something else. I don't know. Like yeah. that's always a possibility. Who knows? But to this very day, people still believe that the creature exists. I mean, they see sightings of it. It crawls on people's porches, apparently. Eats cat food. Eating cat food and then disappears into the water. So very interesting. Yeah, Vita's Lake in Victoria, actually on the Vancouver Island. Yeah, and then they said yeah. that um, the most recent sighting of him was like some people were coming back from a store run. Oh. And yeah. they saw like a lizard type creature that was like maybe as big as a small boat is how they described it. And that as soon as they started kind of approaching it sort of scampered away and scampered into the water. So, hmm. so the legends out there, the lizard man, so <laughs> many people believe he's, I, I he's believe the he real dealio. So. I like to believe he exists. I'm going to go out there and check it out. <laughs> he's just out there eating cat food and trying to he's eat eating cat groceries. food and hanging out. He's, he's got to survive. Comes out. Exactly. And then yeah. the, one of the creepiest ones, Got to tell them that we'll one. go to the Northwest Territories yeah. for this one. So this one is really, really creepy. It's a place called the Nohani Valley, mm-hmm. which is creepy in itself. I hear we've never been there, but would love to go to that part of Canada. Oh, I love Northwest Territories. Yeah, so they, many people go out there and they have some great adventures there. Yeah, and it's I guess this area has like sulfur springs, hot springs, so it's always covered. They say like in this perpetual mist to begin with, so it's really kind of that's already creepy, spooky. And there's you know crazy waterfalls like there's rugged terrain waterfalls and things like that that are you know it's 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 the great outdoors like but it's it's really removed it's not like it's a uh, close to any residential anything and people do see sightings of sasquatch they see well. sasquatch um the like dog bear type things or you know but the creepiest one is called the wahila mm-hmm. so the wahila there's a lot of even native american folklore about this particular creature but the whole thing is that it's sort of a giant wolf but a wider head and it's sort of white fur stands about they say four feet at the shoulder so pretty big creature and then the wahila has a tendency to decapitate its victims and so how this came about is that for decades people who have entered in like it started with the gold rush people would come there look for gold a couple of brothers um, disappeared so they went missing and people just assumed that they sort of found the mother load and they were hiding out when they found them a couple of years later both with no heads hmm. creepy well, creepy now we no know heads. what happened I yeah, say, i'm that, always i'm always intrigued when i hear like there's um some kind of cryptid or something of that nature and it's backed up by native folklore because to me i've always found that they take their folklore very seriously. So oh, if, yeah. if they're saying something, it's not told in the style of like, oh, this is urban legend. It doesn't have any truth to it. Like they firmly believe like Absolutely. there is truth here. Oh yeah. And then sometimes it's a cautionary tale, like right. that's, you know, right. like supposed to be symbolic of something, but right. yeah. So then later it was in like the first decapitations like happened in the 1800s, but then later in the 1940s, another um, prospector came out he was doing um from Ontario and he was doing some stuff out here when they found his body in his sleeping bag and he was headless and then since then they found other people like in cabins headless again about 44 bodies 44 bodies altogether it kind of became nicknamed like yeah it became nicknamed the valley of the headless men yeah because so many people were found there and nobody could really in the prospector days they thought feuding prospectors but the, then as time went on well people aren't feuding for gold anymore so why are these bodies being found right. and How always can you explain that yeah because people thought okay maybe it's a grizzly bear or whatever but the bear would eat kind of the whole thing right. they would just take your head off and then like leave a whole perfect yeah they body. would eat yeah. your body <laughs> yeah so people are kind of thinking okay ever since that um all the various theories are out there but uh people don't know what it is so they're it's attributed to the Wahila. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a creepy one. <laughs> I find that very like, yeah, giant wolf creature. So yeah, if you go to that part of the part of the woods, you just just beware. Just beware you might <laughs> lose your head. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, where we are, like we like we're like two hours away from the bridge that the Mothman collapsed. That's right. right. Yeah, because yeah, that happened in, like on the on the verge between Ohio and West Virginia and Kentucky, like the tri-state right. area. And we're in Columbus. We're two hours away from yes. Cincinnati. So yeah, we're I've actually driven on the Mothman bridge before. Um, there's you mean the one that they replaced with yeah the one that they replaced not right. the one that broke originally <laughs> <Unless you had laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 
like yeah, the, the, one or the one that's here the ghost. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say if is there something you want to tell us? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like really interesting because like over by us because like we have there's the Ohio love what is a frogland monster? Yeah. And yeah. it's oh. a frog monster, and then there's the we're not too far away from the flatwoods monster. So yeah, it's like where we are. There's well, lots of. We also get some sass, some sasquatch. Yeah, sasquatch. I've, oh yeah. Uh, it's down in uh more into like the south, like the southwest area of the state. There's some like sasquatch um mm-hmm. sightings and stuff. So yeah, over. Well, you know, even, all the sasquatches always have different names, like the midnight whistler or the you know. There's just all yeah, different. It's like yeah, it's like all the same animal. Skunk, uh, my, ape. skunk ape is my favorite yeah. <laughs> yeah those ones seem to be a little bit more aggressive than our uh sasquatches up here like you yeah, hear yeah. more like yeah spooky stories of those ones like ours like people see them but nobody's ever been like confronted by one but it seems like certain like midwestern and southern sasquatches i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't think i'd want to see one close up i have a um i know a guy who uh who i work with and um he was talking about he was in the woods and he doesn't believe like most of this stuff. He's like, yeah, whatever. And he was talking about how he was in the woods by himself and he lives in upstate New York and he saw some thing in the woods, like some guy dressed as like an ape and like waved at him and then like vanished. And like, what? dude, <laughs> he's like, no, no, I mean, it was weird. This guy was like just dressed as an ape and he like oh. waved at me. And we're like, <laughs> like, dude. And where he's like, he's like, no, I was like 10 miles inland. There's like no one around me. It's like, so yeah. And I don't think randomly, it would not be a good idea to dress like that. Cause what if somebody wants to shoot you? Like, right. So, right. Yeah, so, I never, I never really think that people dress up and go into the random woods like that. Cause it'd be too scary. Like I think those sightings are actual Sasquatch yeah. sightings. Yeah. When I heard the story, I was like, wait, what? You know, I, I, just, like, I, I, I was like, I don't know. I Whatever. find it so believable though. The whole Sasquatch thing, like, you know, being somebody who like, I have a, very big belief and support in science like it's mm-hmm. so you know it's so easy that there could be there's so many things out there that we don't know oh, about totally. I mean as yeah. human nature like we think we have to know everything and we think we know everything but we don't yeah. um and there's so much land out there that you know isn't lived on people don't explore um, well and even the waterways like sometimes they're just not accessible to right. us right, right. people right. see things and they say, you know, there's sea serpents, there's, you know, all kinds of well, things. The people, bushes too, like you can't get to serpents. You can't get to, they're very, yeah. so remote that you wouldn't want to get there because, yeah. you know, it's just too, yeah. I don't know, there's just yeah. too many there's different just, weather yeah. patterns. You places, know, it's not yeah, or like it's dangerous, like you that's, can't, you just can't go there. It's too dangerous. Yeah. That's so, right. You guys have the Canadian Loch Ness Monster. We do. Yeah, that one's in Ontario. So he's quite the tourist attraction. He's kind of cute, really. Yeah, so there's like a big statue made up of him, too. Remember? Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a festival. People come and search for it every year. Like, that's, big, yeah, that's so it's kind of man. nice when you can turn it into <laughs> a fun thing, you know, I guess. There's the, a Mothman statue. So the Mothman's like equal. Oh, the Mothman statue would be great to see that so <laughs> he has a museum too yep. yes the mothman oh, wow. museum oh he yep. deserves a museum he's he a, does. He's a real. He, yeah. he really is kind of cool he's a legend there you go he's yes. fascinating i love well him. and the first creepiest sightings of it like when i read somewhere that people were like these grave diggers were digging a grave and they were sort of watching like this weird bird-like thing that was like huge with a huge wingspan it looked like a man but they couldn't believe what they were looking at and so that was like some of the earlier mothman sightings that i remember reading about i thought that would be definitely unexplained like you can't just explain that it's a person dressed up or anything because you're flying i mean right you know so yeah there's a lot of unexplained things out there i know exciting stuff oh i know and we have we have haunted trains too Oh, oh, trains. Train. We have haunted trains. So in the mid, like in the mid provinces. So we are in Saskatchewan now for this one. Okay, yeah. And uh, we have one called the St. Louis Light. So this is a mm. kind of a funky one. People see this phantom light that kind of comes towards them. I don't think that they really hear anything, but they see on the train tracks this light that gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And so it travels down the length of the track. It changes colors. And then people have uh, said that they've tried to scientifically explain what this light is because people see it traveling along. It's always kind of the same story. So they don't really know what it is. So paranormal activity, of course, those legends kind of abound. But they say that um, 
it's attributed to a ghost train, but also to um, Canadian National Railway employee who's out there, they say, with a lantern. Mm-hmm. And there was an accident years and years before where he was hit by a train and decapitated. So we got, we're onto the headless people. Okay. <laughs> and then he's out there with his lantern and he's Looking searching for his head. So that's one that's just not explained. People have tried to kind of recreate it. They've that's gone out there. Can't, you know, can't, uh, can't explain it, but there's light. Yeah. People go out and look for it in the middle of the night. And there you go. How are you yeah. going to find your head though? If your eyes are attached. To I your head. don't know. You hopefully maybe still, you hope to trip it's over just, it. Stumble yeah, across it. I don't way. know. Exactly. Way through it. Yeah. I mean, not to say like, if I was a ghost and I didn't have my head, I feel like I would probably go looking for it. I would want that back. So. <laughs> of, course. Yeah. of course, you don't want to just like, you know, laying around somewhere out there. Right. So yeah, right. you gotta, you gotta find it. <laughs> yes. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. No, no. Well, then there's the one in Alberta as well. Remember we were talking <gasps> about the, the hotel. Crypti- oh, the, that, oh, the hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The yeah. Story. Yeah, yes. the Banff yeah. Springs. Oh, the Banff Springs. Yeah. Always a good hotel. There's always a good haunted hotel oh, story. Hotel story. Oh, yeah. yeah. We purposely stay in haunted hotels. So. Oh, nice. Because when we, when we go places, we're like, we kind of, we, we kind of research and we're like, okay, well, you can have the experience while you're staying there and you're looking for other places. So yeah, inns and bed and breakfast. So, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's that's there's way, a lot of good right? haunted ones, but yeah, but the Banff Springs hotel, that's the one are just neighboring uh, province in Alberta. And um, of course they have about like three different ghosts over there. Um, one's like uh, a story about a ghostly bride. And then there's a bellman. But the, the most creepiest ghost story is the one about the family that was killed in room 873. Yeah. So the room was actually permanently closed off. So nobody's actually able to go in there anymore. But the story is, it goes like this, that the man actually who was there at the time, he killed his wife and his daughter, and then he killed himself as well. Oh, God. So and at that yeah. time, though, the room, once everything got squared away and people started using it as a hotel, the room was available. And the people who were stay there. staying there, I, well, yeah, I guess they, some of them did, but I would not. I would yeah. never bother there. No, maybe, maybe next door, door but like. Exactly. Yeah, next right. door. That's what I next said. Door, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, you want to hear maybe something if there's something to hear. But yeah, but I think at the time nobody knew anything mm-hmm. until they started having experiences because the guests started reporting that they were feeling like um, somebody was watching them. They started hearing screaming noises and that woke them up. The screaming so was like when they crazy. turned on the lights, they actually saw bloody handprints on the mirror. Oh, See, that would send people racing out of their middle. Yeah. That's yeah. why you want to change your room by that time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm staying somewhere in a hotel, I plan to sleep. So, (laughs) yes, but that is a famous ghost story that seems to even the hotel embraces that, but they don't have the room available anymore. So I guess they can talk about it and, you know, scare some. some So did they close the room back down then? It sounds Mm -hmm. like maybe. Yeah, it's it's but still people hear the screaming. They do. They hear the screaming. Mm. They have. Yeah, because I don't think the ghosts are confined to that room. And if they're screaming, I'm sure other people can other people can hear. Yeah. You almost wonder if they're screaming, like they're stuck in a loop and they're like trying to get help still. Yeah, like a residual, probably yeah. if they do the same thing. Because yeah. yeah, I don't know if anybody's tried to interact. I'm sure there's been tons of paranormal groups through there. If you have oh, something, yeah. something like yeah. that, then of course you're just you're you're going yeah. to want to go investigate. online. You can see there's a lot, a lot of, of investigation that. So and obviously there's that other story about a bellman also over there and then the bride as well who um, ended up yeah. i think she she burned really so oh and mm. yeah, her dress caught on fire oh point, so, no and she died so oh wow that's terrible there's some creepy ones there you go now what? the wendigo oh yeah the alberta so another another creepy cryptid that one's really so good. this one yeah and wendigos like people are familiar with wendigos because i mean the u.s has mm. them we have them but, yeah yes um, our wendigos terrifying stories, they are they're very this is very actually one of my favorite cryptids i is I, it oh yeah, nice. really i want to talk the, about the wendigo quite a bit they're wow. I mean, they're, they're nice. absolutely terrifying but they I, which makes I, them fascinating that, which is I why i'm like, like i also like the design of them like the whole idea like yeah. the whole yes. skeleton absolutely. head and the way their body like i think it looks yeah, really they're cool, creepy and every story and, i've like heard about them is very like legitimate like yeah. it's and it's very yes. like a lot of times they're very drawn out in the way that they're supposed to be you know they right they follow you they stay with you 
Well, and this one originated from, yeah, a story in the 1800s. There was a young doctor who moved from England to Alberta. And at the time, there was a smallpox outbreak. So his wife passed away due to smallpox, at which point he was like so grieving over her that he locked himself in a room with her body, I guess, for three days, didn't come out. But then everybody said that once he came out of the room, he no longer looked like a human being. He was like really emaciated. He looked like an animal. He was like emanating like guttural sounds. And he sort of went about a murdering spree, like murdering the townspeople. Oh, and of course, weird. the Wendigo story is that, you know, you're usually into human flesh. Like it's it's a cold weather creature and it's looks for people who are starving and right. starving enough to eat another person. And so, it's interesting that it originated with his wife passing away because they always say that too, like um, it originates with a negative event. Yes. Some type or negative feeling. And then he sort of what, turned and people right. saw him like running into the woods, like maniacally. He was never seen again. But yeah. even to this day, people say they hear screaming, they hear weird noises in the forest and like local townspeople, if you're a visitor, they will yeah. warn you not to go too close to the tree line or to go, go to the woods at night because there's just some some weird energy there. So that's kind of the, you know, like you said, there's gonna get, always like a true wind to yeah yeah so you kind of want you kind of you kind of yeah there's a place to to get a little wind to go in canada (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think for me it's like the wendigo and dogmen are like neck and neck i'm not sure yeah well we know we know why you don't like the dog (laughs) no no i like like them. we know we know but but the stories that we mentioned they're also in the book as well oh yeah so if you do like some creepy cryptids yes please go and pick up a copy of the feminine macabre volume three not only our essays in there but so many great um essays for from female and non-binary paranormal investigators people in witchcraft tarot history cemeteries Mm -hmm. but we have our uh, curious canadian cryptids in there so we do talk about let's be honest you should really go pick up all three of them oh yeah it makes a beautiful it makes a beautiful set yeah yeah for sure go get all three of them and there's you know what i was looking at too that i really um liked too was the pin with the flashlight you guys have oh that was like the first thing i saw in your shop and i was like (gasps) That's the one. Yes. Oh, you know yes. I, I was looking at that. I was sitting here looking at that. I was like, you know what? Oh, that's we'll cool. have, how useful well, you have to send that. us your address. Yeah. <laughs> so we can send you a feminine macabre and we'll send you a couple pens. That is nice. the best. I love yeah. that. I was like, <laughs> how awesome is that to like, especially if you're out somewhere exploring and like, and it's a heavy pen too. Like it's a really good quality one. We kind of researched. We didn't want like yeah. something sort of cheapy, so it kind of has our logo, but it's a good pen. Yeah. And the flashlight's really cool. It's yes, so that's like such a smart like pen. merchandise thing to make too. Let's <laughs> yeah, no, we love the pen. So yeah, so we'll we'll send you guys some pens. And when you get caught, maybe like um, somewhere in a creepy dark location, you can just grab your pen and turn on the flashlight. <laughs> exactly that was my thought like it's like it's like a little compact flashlight it's perfect yes yeah and it puts out a lot of light like when you're in a dark place yeah it's an led so that's cool yeah it works yeah yeah so you guys will send you some so you can can be always in the light (laughs) so talk about the seven oaks house oh yeah the seven oaks was a creepy one so this one is in manitoba so the seven oaks um in winnipeg Yes. Um, it's one of the oldest and supposedly most haunted houses. So it attracts a lot of attention and it was built around 1851 mm-hmm. um, for a family called the Inkster family. So they actually lived there. So this was their family home. And Mary Inkster uh, frequently suffered from like migraines and nausea and all that in the upstairs bedroom. And so people, when they're up there, mm-hmm. they find that they have similar symptoms. So that's kind of interesting. So that, that, yeah, that people- makes you wonder if like, they have symptoms from her presence or if she was picking up something that existed Mm. prior exactly like it's funny it's kind of interesting like when you go to places like that are hospitals or people where they were unwell or ailing like sometimes you mimic the symptoms that they had in that location and then the creepiest thing they say that when people have been um doing trying to reach out to the spirit world they've even had things like fog like seeping underneath the the doors Mm. Like, so they see, you know, just this mist coming underneath the door when they're doing like a seance or trying to reach out to the paranormal world. And then, you know, people kind of 
say like is it just an old house and you've got some weird things right. kind of happening or is it really you know re really spirits but it has a lot of activity so and currently hmm. actually the seven oaks is actually a um, museum yes yeah and yeah so they've got a couple creepy things in manitoba so then they've got oh, they the, do. The, the fort gary hotel too. fort gary hotel is yeah. another really creepy one, now, that one I, like too. I know it's again the hotel so yeah hotel. oh it's okay yeah. rooms <laughs> exactly so again hotels. the staff over there they've reported actually also like a phantom diner and he used to always sit by the table near a window over there. Yeah, he sits in the restaurant and people yeah. see him just he kind hangs of, around. And then he just so. disappears. You look over and there's nobody there. But again, another room in the hotel. Now that's a creepy one too. Mm -hmm. So the room 202, that's, that's uh, actually that one is relatively popular because a friend of mine went out there too as well. And they do promote it. They do promote it. So you can stay in there. <laughs> Yeah, we have yeah. some of those in Victoria too. You can see like swirling heads and all mm -hmm. kinds of things. And they so. reported objects that have been moving in that room, even their electronics were dying or acting up. Um, also the feeling of uh, a presence lying in bed beside you. So you have a ghost spooning you in the morning? <laughs> no, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say some guests do dare to stay in that room, you know, some mm. like for people like us, right? Yeah. Yeah. We would love actually to investigate that place. Right. Like I would be all about investigating it, but actually like sleeping in it. There's no, no way I would fall asleep. I would try sleeping asleep. in it. I, I would have to give it a whirl, but you know, it just depends on how creepy it would feel because <laughs> as long as it's not like lashing out at you, like if you feel that, it would, yes, it spooked me, but I don't know. Oh no. Uh, I don't know. I've slept in some haunted places. It sucks. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we have too. And we've experienced some funny, funky stuff. Like we've had, you know, radios turning on and things like closets opening. Oh, my God. Was it like the wine, like the the cork bottle, like the like the cork from the bottle just got thrown? Flying, like, yeah, yeah, we were sitting in a one particular place. It was a, a tea room in Victoria <laughs> on the on Vancouver Island. And we were on vacation and we sat there. It was like 10 o'clock at night. Nobody else was in sight. Well, we were after a ghost walk. We after a ghost in. walk. And we were just sitting there kind of chit-chatting. And all of a sudden, I feel like something flies by. I thought it was like a bug or something. But you feel something fly by. Mm -hmm. And then we looked. And it was a it was a wine cork. Mm -hmm. Like, where did that come from? And nobody was around by then. It there was, was nobody. Yeah. And like all the staff leave. That's the other creepy thing about this particular place we stayed. Like at, after 9 o'clock, all the staff leaves. And it's basically like whoever's staying in the hotel is there. So yeah. oh, weird. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we, the roam around. We, well, we, were, around. we were roaming. We didn't we sleep roamed. that night at all. We were just no. checking out all the buildings. Yeah, they have the this rooms. like creepy attic library type thing up there. And <laughs> no, it was awesome. really great. So yeah, we've we've had some fun. Pendry, the Pendry Inn. Pendry Inn That's in Victoria. It's overlooking a beautiful harbor. And they're the ones who have a room that where ghostly heads like float above the bed. Like they say two greenish mm. ghostly heads that are thought to be the owner. And a son that met their untimely death. So they sort of, sort of swirl around. Floating heads. Yeah, yeah floating heads. It's supposed to be like the honeymoon suite, too. So I know that's, that's a little creepy. She got that's floating so heads romantic. potentially watching you when you're, you know, in there. Right. Of course it is. Right. <laughs> So you might, you might have I some mean, watchers. That might be that might be something that some people out there are into. Oh, a lot of people seek out <laughs> the room. The room is, yeah. yeah it's, I a lot of people do want to yeah. experience what's going on in there. So <laughs> not how I would want to remember my honeymoon. But that's just <laughs> hey, couple, we saw a couple of ghosts <laughs> floating around. So we have time for about like one more story. Which one do you guys want to cover? Like, wh what do you guys want to end oh, on? Oh, let's see. What do we have? Maybe. <laughs> oh, a haunted church. Do the haunted church. God, do right. the holy haunted trinity church. For the church. Win. <laughs> there for you go. Okay. This one is actually Quebec. in Quebec. There you go. The Cathedral of the Holy Trinity. That's the one. So this church in Quebec City was built in 1804. And so as the legend holds, it was built over a grave of a baby whose mother now haunts the cathedral. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of sad, but yeah. uh, so the churchgoers claim to have heard the organ play by itself after the church hours. And also the organists who are reported, they actually reported hearing crying as well, like a baby crying. And um, whenever they would practice, um, they would also see like a ghost in the balcony there. But the toy. But then, if you have toys around when you place them on the organ, on the organ, 
you don't hear any of that activity. You don't hear you don't the crying baby. Anything, and nothing yeah. paranormal happens and the organist can practice without mm -hmm. any interruptions and yeah. no spooky activity. So you have to bring a kid's toy. <laughs> I go. feel like though, if you build something on top of the grave of a baby, you're just asking for yeah. it to be haunted. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I don't know if it was like so done. It's yeah, I don't know how that, you know, yeah. why there was only right. that one particular baby or was it really a burial ground or, yeah, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, we didn't even Is there yeah. more people buried there or was it just that? And like, it happened That's to maybe point. be somebody's backyard and back in the day people would like bury their family members just in like right behind your house or yeah, right. like family plots. yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, it was in the early 1800s mm -hmm. so you know anything goes at yeah. that time yeah so that's yeah. true that was it's a creepy one like that mm -hmm. <laughs> baby so you can find Haunted History BC at hauntedhistorybc.com. We want to thank Gina and Victoria for joining us. You can thank find you. us at thespookydoor.com. You can email us at info at thespookydoor.com. Um, do you guys have any other uh, things you guys want to mention? Any any more merch, uh, books, or anything like that you guys want to mention? No, I'm not really. So just, yeah, I just keep an eye out on social yeah. media. We love hearing from people. So if you do have an experience, you know, it's fun to kind of share. And hey, thanks guys for having us on. This Thank is totally you. fun. Oh, yeah. oh uh, which, <laughs> real quick, what is, fun. what is your social media account? Uh, social media, we have Twitter. We are at Haunted History 2. And then um, on Instagram, we are haunted history BC, kind of haunted underscore history underscore BC. Yes. So everybody, you'll find us there. Yes. yes. <laughs> and for and us, of course, the website as well. To get yeah, go to the website. All the info yeah, is there. Absolutely. All, the all the links great. to the books are there, the locations, the podcasts. So we went, this is available. We'll link that onto our mm -hmm. website too. So people will be able to listen. Well, we have other resources pages over there too to yes. check out other things in, within Canada. A local, so, yeah. lo lot of local spooky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to thank Gina and Victoria one more time. Thank you guys. And we'll see you next hey. time on this yeah, video. Bye bye.